welcome to the Dietitian Connection podcast, a show about nutrition, dietitians, and their success stories. This podcast, hosted by Kate Agnew and Marie Ferguson, will empower you to realize your professional dreams by giving you access to our global community of dietitians. Through our conversations with nutrition leaders, we'll educate you, inspire you, and help you create more impact as a dietitian. Welcome to the Dietitian Connection podcast. I'm your host, Kate Agnew. Um, and today I'm sitting down with a very special person. It is, of course, Marie Ferguson. Um, hello, Marie. Hi, Kate. It's nice to chat to you today. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. I know it's like a it's a um, trip down memory lane. So it sure is. <laughs> so we're coming close to celebrating our ninth birthday. That's right. Correct. Yeah. And we've just hit the milestone of a hundred podcast episodes, which is this one that you're listening to. Um, so Marie, we're t- we're going to sit down to really reflect and talk about the last nine years, um, and really this podcast this podcast channel started with episode one, which was um, you as the interviewee and me as the interviewer. So we're, of course, keeping that tradition and um, I can't wait to get stuck into um, everything we have to talk about today because I've included some questions that I think a lot of our dietitian community really want the answer to. Yeah, what a long way we've come since that first episode. I know, I know. Well, okay, so that's really just the topic of this first question that I wanted to put to you. So um, you started Dietitian Connection as a side job while you were the director at the uh, Princess Alexandra Hospital in Brisbane, um, and you were really a one-woman team with a laptop and a massive vision. So can you explain a little bit about, um, you know, that journey and where Dietitian Connection is today? Hmm. Yeah, thanks, Kate. So I think, you know, as I said, we've come a long way since since I started in 2012 um, and since you joined, gosh, over five years ago now in that first um, podcast episode, which was how you actually started at um, DC, but I think people have heard that story and... Um, but, you know, where we are today is unimaginable from from that point. Um, so, you know, we're able to inspire and empower 34,000 dietitians around the world, which is just mind-blowing. It's incredible. And, um, you know, being able to provide them with educational opportunities through our newsletters, podcasts, uh, the webinars and the digital magazine. And when we can, face-to-face events um, is just an incredible, you know, honour to be able to be in dietitians lives around the world and uh, to have expanded as a DC team we're about to be a team of seven um, in the next few weeks um, which again who would have thought of that uh, nine years ago. And we should probably shout out to um, everyone who has joined Dietitian Connection, attended an event, attended a webinar, um, you know, uh, reached out to us by email or social media. I don't think we'd be in this position without the support and um, engagement from dietitians, right? Yeah, absolutely. So grateful that, you know, you give us the opportunity to to come into your inbox every week and um, to be part of your lives and, you know, the feedback that we get from the community, um, you know, how engaged everyone is, is, yeah, just really humbling and um, glad that we're able to provide that service for our community. 
And it really is what gets us out of bed in the morning, isn't it? Absolutely. So nine years on, did you ever think Dietitian Connection would be what it is today currently? No, I kind of, I still sort of, I don't know if it's pinching myself, but it, it literally feels like one foot in front of the other, which is how I started and just trying to do one thing every day, which takes us forward is kind of how I look at the journey and and then you kind of look back and go, yeah, wow, how did all that happen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's um, incredible that, you know, we have a presence in almost every country and, you know, we're actively expanding into the US with our most recent initiative, Dietitian to Dietitian. Um, it's just such a fulfilling um, role and it's why I love it so much. And I'm so passionate about dietitians. So to be able to, you know, give back to them and, and elevate them as a profession is what drives me. You should be proud, Marie. Thanks, Kate. And it's it's all thanks to the DC team, which you've been a, a major contributor to for five years and um, all of our newer members um, allow us to make that impact. So I thought I'd answer this question as well. Um, it's pretty much I feel exactly the same. I, you know, five years ago, I guess we met about six years ago, Marie, and then, yeah, I officially started working um, at Data Connection five years ago. And, yes, I, I never thought it would be what we currently have in front of us. And I think um, one of the biggest things I have learned from you, Marie, is that no dream is too big. And, um, honestly, I think you know, we get told that when we're young, but to see that when you're actually an adult doing something that you're passionate about, that you care about, having the situation where, you know, I think you are never afraid to dream big and you're never afraid to set goals. And, um, you know, I'm going to admit at times I've was quite scared of, of big goals and, and quite fearful of whether we'd meet them or not. But um, you just, you have a way, you have this magic power and, <laughs> It's quite incredible. <laughs> I don't know about that. We'll probably talk about it a little bit more, but I think, you know, sometimes I can be self-limiting as well. One example is recently um, we um, started Dietitian to Dietitian in the US and um, an option was to have Joy Bauer, who's the Today Show Dietitian in the US, and I kind of thought, well, no, she's not going to say yes to this, and so almost limited myself by not even asking her. Um, but as you said, dreaming big, um, and asking, and and yeah, she agreed to be the host about dietitian to dietitian. So I think not limiting yourself and actually dreaming big and and asking all they can say is no. Yeah, but maybe also a message there is much like you know we see that diagram of the path to success and how it's not always linear. And when it comes to dreams, it's not always a smooth path. There are lots of setbacks. Um, I think one of the philosophies that you have, Marie, that you have imparted on your whole team and also this you know entire community um, is uh, dream big, but you know you will make mistakes along the way and learn from them and grow. Um, and if you write the dream down and you work at it enough, um, you will get there. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say writing it down is key. So that's sort of mm-hmm. where it all started with when I attended the FINCI, the Food and Nutrition Conference and Exhibition at the Academy in the US where Jack Canfield spoke and that's where I wrote down having this dream of dietitian connections. I think writing down your dreams and where possible telling other people about your dreams, it's amazing. <laughs> they actually can come true. Yeah, don't yeah. keep them all in your head. I know mm-hmm. I'm a, uh, an offender of that. So, yeah. 
Um, okay, so we've we've been through a lot. We talk about it being a roller coaster after you know over the last nine years. Um, but I think there is still a lot on your wish list to achieve. Um, so could you share a little bit more about the big dream for DC over the next, you know, not another nine years or ten years? Yeah, well, we'd like to have a global presence. So our big hairy audacious goal is to have about hundred thousand dietitians that we're helping around the world um, by inspiring and empowering them and elevating dietitians around the world. And the other thing we want to do is to um, launch a consumer-facing platform. So we're calling it Nutrition Connection, again, with the whole vision of elevating the profile of dietitians. So this allows dietitians to have a place where they can actually send their healthcare colleagues and patients and clients um, to nutrition evidence-based information that's actually developed by dietitians. Um, one of the things you'll lead in, Kate, is as a part of that is Gut Health Month. So we want the, the public, the community and our healthcare colleagues to know that dietitians are the go-to people, and particularly in the gut health area where you know we can make such a huge difference. We want to showcase that to the world and and we're planning to do that with the Gut Health Month campaign in February next year and then um, taking them to our Nutrition Connection site, which is all about highlighting the value that dietitians can play in people's lives and And improving. Raising the profile of dietitians and evidence-based nutrition in this very noisy world that we would not get into. (laughs) Sorry, did you have anything else to add there? No. That you've covered it and yeah just in, at the end end result is obviously improving the, the lives of our community in terms of health and other outcomes mm, yep and allowing them to do the work that we know dietitians are so important for yeah um okay so then with uh big dreams obviously comes um you know speakers and uh, people that we want to work with and I know that you have met some really impressive A-listers um so who is on your wish list of future speakers or um you know uh, people that we want to work with yes I have a big dream list on this one (laughs) as you know Jamie Oliver is at the top of the list um Oprah's on there as well um and then a lot of my favourite book authors, so Patrick Lencioni, Seth Godin, um, Jack Canfield, who sort of started it all, and then I love the entrepreneurs. I love their um, spirit, especially, you know, all of, all of the ones going to space at the moment, so, you know, Richard Branson, Elon Musk, and then some um, local players. I think what Afterpay and Atlassian, the um, mm. Australian companies have been able to do, uh, again, is incredible. Then I realised my list was full of men, <laughs> so I want to make sure I cover up on some women, so Michelle Obama and um, Brene Brown as, as well as Oprah, but mm. that's just a short list of my long list. So <laughs> we're one step closer to Elon because we had his mother, who's a dietitian, May Musk, um, so we have a, a close connection there. So he's probably the closest one in terms of possibilities at this point in time. And we worked a little bit with Jamie in terms of you meeting him and us featuring him in in Fuse, but um, it would be nice to take that one step further, wouldn't it? It would. If you're listening, Jamie, (laughs) Elon. And so I'm going to throw another question in here. So uh, throughout the last nine years, what is the funniest or weirdest thing or, or best moment that you've had? I think the Jamie one is is up there in terms of it. 
never thought that I would actually get to meet him. So it was a, a business chicks event and I uh, had invited Karen in. She's one of my mentors and, you know, just inspiring dietitian, the first to do many things, um, you know, first one of the first people in Sports Dietitians Australia and then first, first dietitian in Australian football as well as a whole lot of other firsts. But I invited her to go to this business chicks event and Jamie was speaking and she, um, we were at this breakfast and she noticed that she knew someone um, that was sponsoring the event. And so I said, well, you need to go and talk to her because she's sitting with Jamie. So she went over, spoke with her, and the next minute she's calling me over to meet Jamie. And, you know, he, he was so – uh, just because he's inspired by nutrition and we are too. So just being able to talk to him for 10 to 15 minutes when there were thousands of mostly women who wanted to meet him was just an, an incredible moment that um, I think I'll probably remember forever. But just his passion for nutrition. Um, and, you know, you always wonder are people like what they are on TV or wherever you see them, but just a really down-to-earth guy that is really passionate about nutrition, which we are too. So we had a lot of common interest there. And you said he actually kind of locked eyes when you both and yeah. gave you his full attention, which is lovely. Yeah, yeah, with a, a long line behind us. Yeah, <laughs> Everyone else get- wanted to pull us out. Did you get crash tackled afterwards on the way back <laughs> with someone asking you how you got how you got to the front of the line? Yeah, I think there are a few people wanting to know that. Yeah, um, I always love it when you tell that story, and I think um, I think you always you you often tell that story in the context of relationships and um, how they're so important beyond what you can often see at the time. Yeah, so it's all about your network and that that I, I do use that as an example particularly I'm talking to students is it's Karen's network is what made that happen mm. otherwise we w- wouldn't have been able to be in that situation so having a network both within dietetics and outside of dietetics you never know what doors that will open for you mm. obviously those were the days where we had uh, big rooms of people of 500 plus um, sitting together mm. not so much good having that right now I thought I would just also reflect on um, the last 18 months um, during COVID and how that's kind of changed us and our team, um, I guess, you know, I'll start in terms of um, starting that question. We obviously, um, we have a team all around Australia now in um, Queensland, uh, Victoria and New South Wales, which um, we obviously, you know, we, we weren't sure if that was possible a couple of years ago. So, um, I mean, that's one really great thing that's come out of this it's us realizing that distance is is not a problem as far as working as a team and collaborating um and uh, i mean we've all learned a lot there are a lot of lessons but did you have anything to add there as far as from your perspective and how you've been a leader through the last 18 months i think we were definitely set up to um for working remotely, as you said, so not having a crystal ball, but we had um, finished up at our office the December before COVID, um, and that allowed you know newer team members then to, to work remotely. I think we're also very grateful that our our business is online, so um, we were able to continue our business and and working, and if not strengthened. Um, because people were looking for educational opportunities online. So 
very grateful um, for, the, for the opportunities that we've had in the last 18 months and knowing that this time has been really difficult and challenging for so many others. Um, and so when COVID hit, we did try to, to, you know, think about what our community needed and, you know, we launched the COVID um, sort of resources at that time. So really trying to meet, understand and meet our community's needs was as a big priority at that point in time, um, as well as the team. Because it's, it's, I mean, it's still an ongoing, challenging time for all of us, particularly those of us, um, yeah, well, around the world. I was going to say Australia, but it's still around the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know a lot of us are in lockdown, including me at the mm-hmm. moment in Sydney. <laughs> um, yes, and I think it. I mean, I think um, we all. One of the uh, observations I've made is I think people are a little more kinder to each other and not afraid to reach out to ask um, someone if they're okay, which I think has been, yeah, one of the silver linings. Um, So to that point, Marie, we use an acronym at Dietitian Connection called LGI, which stands for Learn, Grow, Improve, and we're going to give credit to our team member, Jane, for introducing that to us. Um, So what's been your biggest LGI moments during the last nine years? Yeah, so many. I think we've touched on some of them uh, already, but you can't do it all by yourself. So as you said, I did start off by myself, but you to have a big vision like that, you can't do it all yourself. So being able to ask and accept help, um, which I think is sometimes difficult for me and, you know, having the team expand, letting go and trusting others, um, you know, to carry on the vision. um, It's been a process that I've had to go through and, you know, choosing to work with people who are better than you and and who can challenge you. You've certainly done that for me over five years. Uh, and I think, you know, having that diversity across the team allows us to be um, stronger and, um, you know, be able to do have a greater impact. Uh, I think, you know, I call myself a recovering perfectionist. So being able to not only myself but also the team to make mistakes and, you know, nothing comes a lot of these companies that have been successful have all had a lot of failures behind the way Mm. along the way you might not have heard of them but a lot of mistakes lead to again greater success um and don't limit your thinking which i talked about earlier so that dreaming big and uh one of the things that we did handle along the roller coaster kate you were with me during that journey was just how to handle trolls and when you get that criticism which no doubt will come if you're um, putting your sticking your neck out there yeah that's what I always think um you know it's criticism and trolls and negative feedback is um it's it's not it's not nice to go through but to your point before I feel like if, if you are sticking your neck out if you are putting your work out there um you have to have thick skin to some degree and be able to listen to the feedback and take on board what you feel is is relevant and helpful and constructive and then um for the people that for the haters that are always just gonna hate you you have to just wipe that away don't you yeah so that was a big learning curve a few Mm. years ago Mm. um and i and i think as well we always hear about to your point before we similar to on social media, you see the success story story and the highlights reel and not 
um, not all of the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. And so it's um, normal in any journey or business to experience setbacks. Would you agree? Yeah. So I think if you've seen the entrepreneur line, it's not a straight line. It goes up and down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you and I often talk about the roller coaster and are we on the dip or are we on the, the incline? <laughs> yeah. Actually, we should share our um, our uh, way of dealing with setbacks. So maybe I'll just give my interpretation. You can add. And this was something that you learned from Nat Cook, Marie. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Olympian Australian volleyballer. So uh, basically, um, if you are, whether it's sport, whether it's your business, whether it's another aspect of your life, if something happens that um, you know, sets you back as in you, you didn't win on something or you, you, you're calling it a failure or um, something didn't go according to plan, you basically say to yourself, winner, and uh, yell it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's supposed to really change your psychology around setbacks and failures. Is that right? Yeah. So really, um, really, winner, 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 chicken winner. <laughs> Whenever you, things don't go well to, yeah, change your mindset so that um, those don't become such negative dips, I guess, in the roller coaster. They're part of the actual success journey. So I've been doing that a lot in terms of actually saying it in person, but we also say to each other on email in capital letters, winner, when something doesn't go well, which to be honest, I have found has really changed my perspective. It actually really works. How yeah, do you I think, think that? Yeah, I think the thing that it also does is lets you see the opportunities that come from something not going well. There's usually mm-hmm. something else that, you know, um, might be if you didn't, I don't know, get a something that you were looking for, but there might be an, another opportunity here that you wouldn't have been able to do if you had taken this this other opportunity. So there's always silver linings in those things not going well as well. So thanks for sharing that with us, Marie, and I hope um, others can find some value in that um, tactic as well. So, um, Marie, what do you think, uh, how do you think you've grown personally and professionally over the last nine years? I think with this one, and I think everyone feels this to some degree, otherwise you're probably not a human, but um, I think a lot of us think we'll have that imposter syndrome perhaps. So I think what I've is trying to learn to trust myself and taking the view that, you know, I can do it. It might mean that I have to be more patient or persistent or look at another option. Um, So it's sort of might be no for now and figuring out another another way around to get to that vision, for example, but having the trust and confidence in yourself. Um, and for me, um, self-confidence has probably been my biggest weakness. So being an introvert, I've always sort of had some, I don't know, it hasn't suited. I'd always wanted to be more of an extrovert. Um, so just learning to be myself with all of the flaws and imperfections that that come with who I am. Um, and I think with that trust and confidence, actually listening to my gut more. So no pun intended <laughs> with gut health, but a hundred times out of a hundred, my gut will always be right. So trying to actually tune into that and listen to it and act on it rather than, yeah, doing, making some other decision. It's always, um, quite special and refreshing to hear you talk about 
um, Marie, about, um, you know, your journey around self-confidence and imposter syndrome because you are an incredibly successful person and Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of people in our community feel that way. And so I remember when I first heard you talk about that, it was, um, yeah, it was really refreshing and it's, you know, it's it's interesting to know that, yeah, you don't have to be an extrovert to be um, successful and you don't have to be, um, you know, 100% confident all the time. Uh, you're human. And uh, actually, some of the most successful people that I have heard speak will talk about going through imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Well, they still yeah. have imposter syndrome, right? Exactly. And that's why I try to share it because I think I think almost everyone does. And so if you can normalize that and go, okay, everyone has that, then it can really help and make you feel better. Mm-hmm. So it won't surprise um, our fellow dietitians listening that uh, you have quite a few mentors, Marie, and um, whether you call, officially call them mentors or not, they are mentors in some way or another. So how have they helped you along the way? I think, it, and there's been so many, um, but I think it's that sounding board which then does reinforce your own confidence or get you to trust yourself, um, but having that sounding board to to either reinforce what you're already thinking or they might have another piece of information that makes you go down a different path. Um, but, yeah, I think I always say have as many mentors as possible because they can really highlight things from a different perspective that you haven't thought about. Sometimes we get sort of narrow thinking um, so they can help you see things that you can't even see. So. I'm grateful to all of the mentors that I've had in my life and I wouldn't be here with, without them having been a part of that. So, mm-hmm. But also you don't call them all mentors, right? Some of them are, tr- um, you know, trusted colleagues or friends that you sort of might refer to as your brain to trust or someone that you call up when you're really unsure on um, how to handle a situation and you need some advice. Is that right? Yeah, so I probably have a, a very long list on speed dial. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, you use different people for different for, for thing, different needs that you might have at that particular point in time. Mm. But it's really important to keep those relationships over time. So, you know, I can still call my PhD supervisors. It's 25 years later. So you need to be in constant contact with them, you know, and keep those relationships alive. Mm. Yeah. Um. Marie, what do you think has been the biggest contributors or values to the success that you've had over your career and then also more specifically dietitian connections so far? I think the number one thing is what I just said, relationships. So you, none of this can be done alone, so it's all about your relationships. Um, so the, the DC team, I call them the dream team, they're incredible. This would not be what it is without the, the DC team. And then the greater dietitian community, the network that we have, um, allows us to do what we do. Um, so it's all about people. And then the, and the um, conversations you have, the opportunities that come, the doors that open. I think there's probably quite a few business owners listening to this um, podcast. And uh, as I'm sure you'll, you'll agree, being a business owner is tough at times. So um, what drives you and keeps going and has this changed over the years? I don't think it's changed, but I think overall vision. So I'm, as I've said, really passionate about dietitians. I want to make a difference. I want them to be the go-to people for nutrition. So how can we help them do that? And 
so that means that every day I love what I'm doing. So it's not hard to get up in the morning um, to work for that vision and the community and the team that we've got helping us do that. I think the other thing that does drive me is pushing through. I think what I was going to say earlier that I forgot was like sometimes I have anxiety. It could be around a range of things, but pushing through that to actually get an outcome. So not letting any of those, that confidence or um, anxiety hold me back. It actually drives me to to push through it and, and get outcomes. I am continually amazed at how you're able to pick yourself up and keep going. Honestly, like I am... Um... I often often have to fall into a heap first. I do that too. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then there's a bit of a recovery period. But but really, Marie, I've always been um, yeah really amazed at um, how I know it's not always perfect, and I know you don't flip like that in a second. But I, I just um, I'm always really amazed at yeah how you can deal with setbacks. Mm-hmm. I know we've talked a lot about that, and and yeah. really yeah just keep going and pick yourself up and keep going yeah well especially as an entrepreneur that's what you have to do that's what they say makes whether you're successful or not is whether you can pick yourself up and keep going Mm. and I think that's probably one of the biggest things I've learned from you over the last five years it's the the ability to do that and the the mindset and um, how you acknowledge you know the loss that you're feeling but then continue on and keep um keep trying yeah. yeah. And there will be a lot of setbacks as a business owner or just in life for anyone, really. Mm, yeah. yeah. Murray, when will you be publishing a book? <laughs> I'm like, ha ha. <laughs> it is on the list. I don't, but I don't know what to write it about and I don't have time at the moment. So um, I think Jane Winter had suggested that it should be something about how you navigate the world as an introvert or something to that effect. So, yeah. It's on the list, but mm. maybe one day. Go <laughs> an autobiography of some sort. <laughs> <laughs> don't know that that's that interesting, but yeah. <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> um, all right, so it's coming soon in the future then. Okay. Yeah. Um, and if you could summarise the last nine years in a sentence, what would you say? I put a roller coaster, but I wouldn't change a thing. So we've talked a lot about roller coasters today. Yes. <laughs> If you could summarize the next nine years, what would you say? A bigger roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, another another roller coaster. Yeah. Hopefully the, the vision as I described earlier, you know, comes true, but it will be definitely another long roller coaster in between. <laughs> and what's one thing that you would like dietitians to take away from this conversation? So dreaming big, I think. Anything's possible. Um heard recently someone describe impossible it's not actually impossible it's I'm possible so anything's possible dreaming big and I think for our younger dietitians you know I graduated when there was no internet so could you imagine living in a world without internet and email it's very foreign shows how old I am but because of the internet and the world is so much smaller than the world is at your feet so there's so much opportunity and dietitians, you know, make such a huge difference. There's just un- untapped potential for dietitians to be making an impact out there. So I say mm. dream big and go out there and get it. Thanks, Marie. That's a lovely note to end this conversation on. Um, thank you so much for sitting down and talking to me today.
And thanks, Kate. Thanks for today, but also thanks for your contributions over the five years. All of this would not have been possible without your involvement as well. And I'm so grateful that you're on the team and that we started um, 100 episodes ago with you doing um, the DC podcast. Uh, so just a quick background on that is that um, Kate was started volunteering and wanted to I, I wanted to start a podcast, but I didn't know how. So she went away and came back with like a 15-page PDF document with all the steps. And uh, I said, well, how about you start a podcast and maybe the first one can be interviewing me. And that's where we started. A hundred years, oh, a hundred years ago. Episodes <laughs> Sometimes ago. it feels like a hundred like years. <laughs> Actually, has that for imposter syndrome, right? I had terrible imposter syndrome at that at that stage. Um, but I'm so grateful for the opportunity that you gave me. Actually, I should say, um, the I think I was really surprised at how much you trusted me and you gave me the opportunity to. Um, do something big and um, almost, you know, shape it in a way and um, <laughs> didn't understand at the time, <laughs> was very surprised. But um, there have been incredible things that have come as a result of that. And I think we were the first dietitians podcasting in Australia as well, which was really special. And um, I think we've both come a long way since that first episode. I mean, I certainly have. I have come so far in the last five years and grown so much. So um, thank you to you, Marie, for giving me the opportunity and the opportunities that you give many of us um, within our team and also our, our entire community um, and for everything you do for dietetics and our profession. So it's nice to come full circle after 100 episodes. So <laughs> yeah. thank you, Kate. I hope here's to another 100 episodes and another nine years. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to it. Thanks for the chat. Thank you. And thanks to everyone as well who listens to our podcast every time we put out a new episode. Um, and those of you who take the time to write to us, share your feedback and your suggestions. Um, it, it really, it means a lot to us. And like I said before, it's really what keeps us going. So thank you for being a part of this. To get all of the links and resources we discussed through this episode, you can go to dietitianconnection.com slash podcasts. And if you'd like to support the Dietitian Connection podcast, please leave a review for us and a rating on the Apple Podcast app. Tell us what you thought about this episode, what you learned, and share your guest requests for us to consider for future episodes. We really value hearing from you and we really value your feedback. So please, please hit that review button.